What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime, and Happy New Year, uh, the only new year that I actually celebrate, which is the start of the NFL league year. Um, it's been a fun few days, and the league now has its legal tampering period that we get to enjoy uh, leading up to the actual kickoff of the deals being official as of today. But uh, how did you celebrate the new year, Coaster? Uh, by pulling an all-nighter and starting a second job. So um, happy to be here. <laughs> by second job, you mean outside of this podcast? That, yeah, no, this is this yeah. is numero uno for me. Um, okay. Just like Jason from OTC, you know, you got to be prepped for these uh, three days of free agency frenzy. It's been fun. And I think, as always, with national pastime, quarterbacks lead the way. Yes, definitely. And we might as well start with what was, frankly, the most surprising news. Um, well, I guess, depending on who you are. But Tom Brady is coming back, so everybody. surprised. Yes, exactly. Um, the jokes flying on my Twitter feed about like Tom Brady having to spend more than five minutes with his kids and immediately saying like, nah, you know what, I think I'll go back are pretty good. But that aside, um, the, the Brady situation actually, I think, is pretty impactful when you look at the effect that it has on the rest of the league and this um, free agency period, because that was going to be essentially an open quarterback destination. And they were in a spot where without Brady, you know, do they make a big play or do they tear this thing down? And clearly, as we've seen with Brady coming back, um, a, a lot of that team is now re-signing for another go at this thing. So I, I think it was a pretty big domino. But what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily the team being torn down as much as the team just jumping ship, uh, quite frankly, as a Buccaneer. Because Arr. if you don't have Tom, if you don't have Tom Brady there, then what's your reason to stay, right? They back, they brought back yeah. all twenty-two starters last year, and Tom Brady needed to make that announcement the day that he did, um, mostly to f over CBS and you know Selection Sunday and the. <laughs> madness thing now that those kids have nil deals you know they could be competing with him for yeah. uh fuck top, them kids top plays the paid athlete yeah um but i think he realized i in my opinion he truly wanted to play his way out of tampa bay i 100 believe that he thinks bruce arian's a dick uh because bruce arian's is a dick whether or not that means that he didn't want to play for him anymore could be you know argued but bruce arian's is a dick let's mm -hmm. just get that squared away right now um but if he didn't come back on Sunday, the legal tampering period be began, which they need to change the name of that anyways, because like just take anything litigation-wise out of you know the NFL. You guys have enough legal issues. You don't have to actually like just like highlight it right there that we're saying <laughs> you are allowed to break the rules legally right now. Um, but By that the way, was the first deal during the legal tampering period came out within the first minute of that time hitting. So. Time, time change, man. Time change. Oh, Daylight that's what savings. it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, but no, so at Tom Brady called up uh, Ryan Jensen, said, hey, let's run this back. And, you know, that was that to me was the biggest thing. I think they'll ultimately get Gronk on. Carlton Davis wasn't going to sign if uh, Brady wasn't there. And yeah. hot take, 
I think Bill Belichick wants Tom Brady to retire as a Patriot. Oh, why else How do, do you, you think- why else do you give up Shaq Mason, a top five rated guard for a fifth round pick? Okay. So that was one of those things where if any other GM makes that move, you're obliterated. You're- yeah, you're like, what the fuck is this idiot doing? Bill Belichick doesn't. It was like barely a blip on the radar. People yep. were just like, oh, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> and now they whatever. have interest in Lyle Collins with you know uh, history of uh, I don't want to say history of performance enhancing drugs because technically he missed his drug test and that's where the suspension came from. But <laughs> same age, he's a higher paid. Uh, athlete at this point, and you have to go up draft capital for him. It makes no sense other than saying, "Hey Brady, here's all the here's the keys to the Corvette. Drive it as long as you want, but just remember where your bread was buttered originally." I don't think Bill operates that way, but I'll I'll ride with you on that uh, that conspiracy theory. So he's still. Yeah. I think he's he's trying to. He doesn't trust that Tampa Bay can make it to, back to the Super Bowl without some of these concessions. He's like. The only way I'm going to be able to say that it was me and not you is if I beat you in the Super Bowl. There you go. That is more plausible. That is more plausible <laughs> for sure. So Brady returns, uh, you know, the Bucks. you look at their roster, even with some pieces going away, um, you know, you have Tom Brady and with how he played last year, you're going to be one of the top three teams in the NFC. Very likely it makes sense. The NFC is is pretty devoid of top tier talent as of right now. We'll definitely get into some of these AFC teams that are loading up. Um, but yeah, but... I mean, they, they were in the quarterback hunt like every other team in the NFC South at that point, because now the Falcons are in on the Watson train, the Panthers are in on the Watson train, and the Saints are in on Saints. the Watson train. So this is the, I think, clearly division favorites, and all it takes is getting into the playoffs. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm sense for him to come back at this point and um you know obviously aaron Rodgers is still there but i don't think anyone's scared of aaron Rodgers past the nfc championship game anymore so the rams are losing some talent um the 49ers still technically have jimmy g like it, it's wide open for him to make another run yeah i mean the packers have retained a, a few of those pieces on that team but otherwise they, they've had to cut bait with a, a few depth pieces that really make a difference i'm they're not going to be as strong they're going to yeah. need rogers to carry them so it makes total sense if you're brady like obviously there's no mystique anymore of playing in lambo in december and january so fuck it right um i gotta get rid of that heated turf that was the worst investment they could have made <laughs> yeah there you go all right well Speaking of the rest of the NFC South and Deshaun Watson, I will caveat this conversation by saying I still don't really like talking about him right now. Uh, It still feels weird with everything going on. I know he avoided the criminal charges and all that, but it's just it feels dirty. Um, But you mentioned the Falcons, the Saints and the Panthers are all in on him um as well as remind me there's one other team um believe an AFC team it's it's the browns the browns there we go uh so there's really those four suitors right now for him he's uh accepted offers or the the texans have 
accepted offers, preliminary offers from all of those teams. Watson has met with those teams. He has no trade, so he is ultimately determining where he wants to go. It could happen tonight, um, though it sounds like he's probably going to take the night to think about it. Um, and Go get a massage, get figure out, you know. Yeah, clear, clear his, his head. head. Totally. Yeah. Um, but of those situations, I think the one that's most intriguing to me is the Falcons because – they have obviously Matt Ryan there. They passed on taking Justin Fields last year in the first round of the draft. Uh, they went with Kyle Pitts, uh, who had a great rookie year by all accounts, but is a tight end. And they actually, it was reported that they were restructuring We're going Justin lines. Fields over Mac Jones. Sorry, I just had to jump in there. <laughs> I, Playoff, quarterback, first year. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but I think the the weirdest part about all of it is it was reported that Ryan was going to restructure his deal once again, which the Falcons, as we've noted several times in our show, are like in, they might be in the worst cap situation of anybody over the next couple of years here. And they're continuing to push money to the future. Turns out that deal wasn't actually processed. So what would have been a, 50 plus million dollar dead cap if they get rid of uh matt ryan here is now still only 40 so (laughs) a little more manageable but that situation if they acquire watson how does that work like the mechanics of that deal they technically have the space to hold on to both of them um i would assume that there's no way that ryan's not traded until post June June one, because there's a yeah. negative twenty million dollars in cap savings if you trade them pre June one. Um, a little bit of relief if you trade them post June one. Um, and I think that the expectations for the Falcons are that we have somebody young. I I, I don't remember what uh, the extension was ultimately for for Wat, um, Watson, but it's got to be at least in the four or five year range. And if you can dump Matt Ryan, get $8 million in cap savings, find somebody that has a, tra- a quarterback that goes down during training camp, something like that, or somebody that you know feels like they're just a little bit away from making the playoffs like maybe the Browns if they don't want Baker Mayfield, um, it's, an, it's an interesting scenario that they could ultimately hold $90 million at the quarterback position against the cap and just wait to offload Matt Ryan till post June one. There's no way they move on from Matt Ryan pre June one. It's just not tenable. So the only way this is happening is if they think they're going to find a suitor for Matt Ryan long-term and they just want to basically hold their cards until something, something develops. And I I think ultimately it will, right? Like worst case you flip them for something late round and just call it a call it a day because you've got your quarterback of the future yeah exactly looking at i mean and we can get into you know some of the other options you mentioned the browns and baker and that whole situation but looking at at least those three nfc uh south teams which of them do you think makes the most sense for deshaun watson i mean i want to say carolina does um and we know tepper is willing to make a big move and is really i mean he pursued watson last year he pursued watson frankly throughout this whole process one of the only teams that has and 
I would assume they're going to make a strong push. I don't know what Deshaun's necessarily looking for, but if you had to guess at this point, where do you think he ultimately ends up? If I had to guess, I think that the Saints is probably where he'll end up. But if I were him, I would take the flyer with the uh, – I was obviously on the Panthers last year. That didn't work out great for me. Um, Sam Darnold is a, is just a fantastic $18 million quarterback. Um, just there's, there's more intrigue. There's more upside there. With CMC in the backfield, as long as he's healthy – I, I mean, how do you stop that? To me, that's a Camara situation, right? CMC, Camara, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. If Sean Payton was in New Orleans right now, I would definitely say that's where he's going. But I just, I, I like the intrigue of Carolina and the fact that Tepper's going to do whatever I want, quite frankly, right? He's like, yeah. you are my investment. I'm going to invest in my investment. Tell me what you want. And I don't think that you get that everywhere else right like mickey loomis i'm not going to say that his hands are tied but he's kicked a lot of cap down the road multiple times like if you say i want this or that there may not always be the flexibility there and i quote there everyone had to be cap compliant by today right or by that deadline today so the saints i i I don't know what they're sitting at right now um Per OTC, it's $775,000 in cap space. Okay. There there are also uh, five teams that are currently listed as being over the cap. Um, Oh, over the cap. There you go. Uh, But, yeah, so the Saints are somehow cap compliant. But, um, yeah, I I agree. I think there's less flexibility in that roster uh, versus the Panthers, who right now have $32 million in cap space. And um, just you could sign one and a half Christian Kirks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we will definitely get to that deal in a second. But even looking forward for the Panthers, uh, 2023, they're still sitting at 75 million um, in available cap space, you know, and obviously Watson would take up some of that. But Darnold would come off the books at that point for them as well. Um, So I think. I agree with you. Um, ultimately, the the Saints, especially if Sean Payton was there, would be a slam dunk. the The Falcons, I don't know, man. I just think they're they're in a really tough position. What well, um, do you want to compete with Tom Brady this year? I mean, you have to, anyways, right? Like, it doesn't matter yeah. what team you ultimately go to, unless you go to the Browns, and that's not exactly a slam dunk division either with Mitch Trubisky taking over for the Steelers. So um, it, to me, it become it's, you don't look at what else is there in that division yeah. at that point, you say, what is the best situation for me? And mm-hmm. I trust Pepper to surround me with as much talent as I ultimately beg, cry and plead for. <laughs> yes. So it, we should have a Watson resolution fairly soon. And I think that will really be, the domino that kickstarts a lot of this other movement. So we've previously called out the teams that are in the market for quarterbacks. We've mentioned a couple of them already. The Browns look like whether or not they get Deshaun Watson are now going to be in the market. Um, I believe the the report that Chris Mortensen received today was that the Browns, and this is post Baker Mayfield's social media posts, for anyone that hasn't read, Baker basically did a goodbye message to Cleveland, even though nothing's actually happened. Um, but Chris Mortensen received uh, 
note from a source basically saying that the Browns are looking for an adult in that position, uh, which uh, somewhat question the logic behind going after Deshaun Watson and all of his shit that he's got. But regardless, Baker Mayfield seems to be on his way out. Wait, so they're going to take Josh McCown now? <laughs> what? Well, the Texans I, wanted to hire him as a head coach, and now the the uh, Browns are going to take him as a quarterback because he's an adult. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, you never know. If the bar is that low, I mean, yeah, why not, right? Um, but yeah, so we've got Baker possibly moving now. We've got Jimmy G that we know has um, sort of been in flux here for a little while. If the Falcons acquire Matt Ryan, or sorry, Falcons <laughs> acquire Deshaun Watson, then Matt Ryan becomes available. So this Deshaun Watson move really sets in motion a lot of other pieces here. Um, you mentioned one team that may have been involved in some of this, but probably isn't anymore is Pittsburgh. They signed Mitch Trubisky. I like that deal for Mitch. It's um, I don't, uh, frankly, I'll say, I don't understand how teams thought he was only worth two and a half million dollars last year. And all of a sudden he's worth whatever, seven and a half. But yeah. uh, after not playing, but regardless, it's backup money for Mitch. But it, so I, I don't think it keeps the Steelers ultimately from drafting a quarterback, but it probably takes them out of the running from going after one of these bigger guys, whether that's Baker, who obviously doubtful trade within the division, but Jimmy G um, or I don't even know who's uh, Jameis Winston, you know, one of one of those guys. So the Teddy Watson Bridge, situation, Bridgewater's in Miami now. Sorry. Yep. Teddy is uh, playing closer to Tua mm -hmm. and yeah, well the, you know, it feels like groundhog day to some degree sitting here talking about Deshaun Watson getting traded in March. But um, you know, that will really, I think set the tone for a lot of these teams. And I mean, there's other players ultimately that are available here too like kirk cousins is been talked about as being uh on the block although he's he's got his extension now correct yeah so yeah i think that i think that eliminates that he's so coming, he's coming for green bay right now obviously you know just <laughs> sure it's a saturday afternoon game yeah uh but so we sit and wait on watson and um we'll see ultimately how that plays out but any last thoughts on Deshaun before we move on here? No, I, I'm with you. I feel weird talking about it, quite frankly. Um, yeah. I, you know, trust the criminal justice uh, situation. Um, I just want to say hearts out to the girls that ultimately probably truly felt wronged and that that didn't rise to the proper level for a criminal. But he still does have those civil investigations, and I don't see there's any way that he doesn't get a six-game suspension regardless of the criminal um, side of things. So I, I And I don't know how much yeah. that takes into account the trade compensation. Um, right. Or maybe you keep Matt Ryan there for the first six games, right? Like Maybe that's why <laughs> they're involved. Um, trade him at the but, deadline. Exactly. Um, oh, but no, uh, I'm this just in Buccaneers have reached an agreement with Chris Godwin on a three year, $60 million deal that includes 40 million fully guaranteed at signing. So the bucks are getting the band back together. Although I, I don't know when uh, Godwin necessarily uh, will be available. Quite what yet, do you mean but... back to get Antonio Brown still a free agent? <laughs> yeah. He hasn't signed with the Ravens yet. 
Oh God, that's going to be, that's going to be a fun one. The Ravens actually have made some decent moves, but looking at some teams now transitioning, maybe away from the quarterbacks here. Um, we got to talk about what the fuck the Jacksonville Jaguars have been doing here. Uh, the biggest situation, like biggest contract they've handed out, which makes zero sense to me is Christian Kirk, who there were reports going into the legal tampering period that Kirk teams were looking to give Kirk around 15 million a year, which frankly for me was about double what I would have paid him annually. And Jacksonville comes out of here and offers him a 70. Wait, what, what is the total value of the deal here? 72. 72 is, 72 yeah. is the without incentives number. 84 is the with, is incentives, with incentives number. number. Yeah. So essentially per year, obviously, and you're looking at the, the incentives number, he's making more per year than Chris Godwin is. This guy that's never had a thousand yard season ever. And well, I mean, he's had a, already peaked Kyler Murray as his quarterback. So that, that hurt him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Big. That definitely hurt him. But like, I don't understand. And then Jacksonville goes out and signs Zay Jones. They let DJ Chark walk. Like, I mean, they're throwing he cost money. 10, he costs 10 million. Like we don't want it. Like we can't just throw good money after bad. Yeah. That's, that's Christian Kirk's money to be fair. Yeah. That's Christian Kirk's money. I mean, it, just looking at some of the other deals they've given out. So Evan Ingram at $9 million. I think that's great. That's reasonable. Evan, yeah. Evan Ingram is essentially a slot player. Christian Kirk, essentially a slot player. LaVishka Chanel, essentially a slot player. How the fuck are they going to do that? Um, they've given well, out. I mean, oh, wait, sorry. Urban Meyer's not there anymore because he certainly seemed like a slot player, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um but it, it, the rest of these deals right so brandon sheriff good player three years 49 and a half million um foisade olukune olukun olu okun uh three years 45 million 28 guaranteed i mean they're throwing money around and i know they had a ton of space but i think that's the craziest part to me. If you look at how they structured some of these deals, Christian Kirk, he only has a he has a minimum base salary. It's only one and a half million dollars. Everything's in prorated bonus and kicking it down the road. It's his so base stupid. salaries, yeah, the base salaries, his his cap number this year is only seven seven and a half, and then it explodes to twenty one and a half. Everything on the future four deals is plus twenty. And it's like, yeah. why don't you? Why don't you absorb that now when you don't have to pay Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes no fucking sense, man. Trent Balky, that I, I like the Doug Peterson move. I think Doug Peterson is going to do good things for Trevor Lawrence. I think their offense will be fine as long as Trevor takes an, a, a step next year. And I expect him to. But Trent Balky being in charge of this team still is just. He already they, ran they, one organization into the ground, so yeah. why not do it to another? Jags are just going to jag, apparently. Yeah. So um, absolutely wild uh, what the Jaguars are doing. Um, they, I mean, they might approach some spending records if they continue to do it uh, over 
the the course of this free agency period. So we'll and see. They might get as much production out of that spending as uh, the Patriots did last year. Uh, you know, Nelson Aguilar and uh, uh, Judon, or sorry, not Judon. Um, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry and why can't I think of John o. Smith? That's what it was. Oh, Judon. Yeah. John Judon. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's transition to a team that has turned themselves into a very, very scary contender um, with the moves that they've made. The Los Angeles Chargers, um, they, the deal with the Bears to acquire Khalil Mack is now official. So they have Khalil Mack opposite Joey Bosa. They've signed, went out and signed JC Jackson. Again, the beauty of having a quarterback on a rookie deal in Justin Herbert, who also, you know, just also happens to be a fucking like freak of nature, but they go out and acquire who I think is probably the most impactful defender that was available in JC Jackson. And now you look at their team they added another um, defensive tackle as well. The guy from the Rams, forget his name, but solid player. And yes. And, you know, God willing, Derwin James is healthy. They go out, they draft Jordan Davis potentially at 17. And all of a sudden that defense is fucking stout. And they re-sign Mike Williams. And that is a scary, scary team in a division that is frankly – Scary, scary, uh, scary division. Yeah, can especially we, have, we can technically have four teams from the same division now. Is that what it is? It's three wild cards, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, seven teams. So division winner and three wild card teams. Um, obviously, it help it, the inbreeding as far as wins and losses hurts a little bit, but right. um, that is a that's a very scary division. If the Chargers can stop the run that team is no longer needing to go for it on fourth down anymore because Brandon Staley <laughs> trust his defense to get a stop. And uh, to me, I I think these moves make them the favorite in that division, quite frankly. I The drop-off between Mahomes and Herbert is nowhere near as much as the you know accolades, we'll say, just because obviously you can't right. touch what Mahomes was able to do in the first three years of his career. That's basically untenable. Um, but getting Williams back, having Keenan Allen, uh, that that offense I think will be successful. And if they can get stops on defense, that that was their that was why they brought Brandon Staley in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't able to do it last year, but now he's got the talent to do so. Yeah, I think that's the one part of the Khalil Mack move that's maybe the most underrated is. I've obviously, as a Bears fan, gotten to watch him up close for the last four years. But when most people think of Khalil Mack, they probably think of this guy that just destroys quarterbacks. Khalil Mack is one of the best run defenders in the entire NFL. So he's going to set the edge. And you obviously have Bosa teeing off on the other end. If they can get any, uh, again, I'm just, as a, a fan of football, if I'm hoping Jordan Davis gets to them at 17 and they don't overcomplicate <laughs> this thing because that fucking monster eating up two blocks in the middle of that defense, they will be able to sit in too high. They will get after the quarterback with four uh, down linemen. And I mean, JC Jackson and Derwin James are just going to feast and Asante Samuel Jr. Right. right. I mean, yeah. that defense is fucking nasty. 
And with Justin Herbert calling the show, you know, running the show at quarterback, the Chargers, I mean, good for them. Like teams, I, now granted, not everybody lucks into a Justin Herbert the way that they necessarily did, but when oh, your window, <laughs> yeah, they, they should be thanking the Dolphins every fucking day for that. But to recognize when your window is there, despite the rest of that division and what they've done and to attack it in this way is, I mean, the chargers are going to be fucking fun. And I really hope that fans show up at SoFi <laughs> to watch them play. Um, but that division is going to be wild. I mean, so Mac and Bosa, you have Chandler Jones who just signed a pretty lucrative deal uh, with the Vegas Raiders and uh, they traded Yannick Ngakwe, so you have Chandler like Jones been, and Max. He's been traded in the last two years. Yeah, seriously, poor guy. Um, he's a good player too, but Chandler Jones and Max Crosby uh, in—I uh, almost said Oakland, Vegas. <laughs> you have uh, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, who uh, was a coup for the Broncos. He was supposed to be going back to the Cowboys, turned around and is signing in Denver, and then in. Uh, Kansas City, you know, you've got Chris Jones and Frank Clark still. Like that division, just top to bottom. I honestly, I don't care if every single primetime game in this NFL a, yeah. schedule is an AFC West game. Like, give me as much of that level of football as possible. But the Chargers getting JC Jackson, Khalil Mack, um, I mean, they. They knocked it out of the park. I mean, they are the clear winners in my mind so far, even though they haven't spent necessarily the most money like <laughs> the Jacks. Yeah. No, they've done it effectively. Um, I just pray that Jimmy G doesn't end up with the Las Vegas Raiders and we can actually enjoy the uh, AFC West this year because um, the amount of talent on the defense versus the amount of talent on the offense is just freaking fun. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, well, I guess somewhat Broncos connected here. Uh, another deal that just getting into some deals that surprised me, <laughs> seeing the numbers on the Von Miller deal. Um, so Von signs with the Bills. So it, don't forget the fucking Bills in the AFC, by the way. But Von Miller, six years, $120 million. I mean, I know... <laughs> Thank, thankful to, you know, the guys that over the cap and, um, you know, our conversations that we have and, you know, whatever that essentially now when you see a contract number come through in the NFL, you need to look at a couple things. Don't look at the total number. Because uh, Aaron Rodgers taught us this, right? Just like, don't believe the reports. That's not, uh, we need to see the actual deal. Before, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your assumptions. It's not 50 million a year. It's actually 62. Okay. Get yeah. it right. Um, no, I was going to say Taysom Hill probably taught us the, this the most, but like, you, you know, you need to look at the guarantees, right? You need to look at the contract contract structure and all of those things. So the Von Miller deal is not six years for 120 million, but it's 51 and a half million guaranteed and 45 million guaranteed at signing essentially turns it into a three year, 51 and a half million dollar deal. But he now for becomes a 33 year old player for a 33 year old player. That was frankly 
declining pedestrian over the last the, couple of years. In the regular season, he was pedestrian. He he yeah. showed up in the playoffs, and that's all it takes, man. Put put yep. some good good film in the national spotlight, and you get paid. Well, I think that's all the Bills are hoping for, right? They're like, look, man, you can take it easy. We'll put you on a pitch count all year. Just show up when the playoffs come. But his $45 million at signing guarantees that Von Miller will be the highest paid non-quarterback ever in the history of the NFL. Uh, I believe Larry Fitzgerald was that uh, held that crown up until Von Miller uh, signed on the dotted line in Buffalo. But crazy contract, good for Vaughn. Uh, it's comparable to what Chandler Jones got in Vegas. So, um, you know, it makes sense from that standpoint. But whether he is Von Miller of old or not, we've seen him still be able to have an impact in spurts in a way that few guys can. And that is a huge asset to Buffalo. Um, I don't particularly love like the amount of money that they're spending. Um, you know, you have the Josh Allen extension uh, looming now, and that's going to obviously affect how they do business. But I, I appreciate them continuing to push their chips in when they have a legitimate shot with a legitimate quarterback. So um, that deal I, I thought was really interesting. What, what was your initial thought there? Um, I was happy for the Patriots because outside <laughs> of this year, um, to me, it's, I'm not going to say crippling by any means, but it's a lot of money to tie up in somebody that's going to be a 34, 35 year old pass rusher. Um, Calais Campbell's shown that it can still be done. But uh, once they have to start paying Allen, the, that's quite a bit of cap commitment to uh, two players on the team. And I just don't know that he's going to be able to reap that impact, quite frankly. I mean, they've got Gregory Rousseau and pairing them together um, could be a little bit of a rejuvenation, but he's been in a great situation. I mean, can you have a better situation than what the Rams were last year? And he still wasn't able to make, you know, a at least not from a statistical standpoint. We talked about this with Khalil Mack all the way, right? Um, yeah. he, he he may not put up the stats, but he makes the impact. And I don't think right. Miller had either. So um, I'm ultimately happy that that's where he went. I don't see why he didn't go back to the Broncos. I thought that would have been the most fun, the best, you know, way to cap out your career. Go back and try to make a Super Bowl run with the Broncos. I mean, do we think that... Obviously, the Broncos have a lot more competition within the division. Do we really think that the Broncos are that far off of the Bills as far as competing for a Super Bowl as long as they both get into the playoffs? I mean, I think that that becomes a decently even matchup. Yeah, I think so, too. I think um, what's the Randy Gregory deal? Do you know off the top of your head? I can look it up uh, here real quick. Not off the top of my head, but we can look it up here. So to, it looks uh, like it's a total of 70, 75, um, it's 70. Yep. 70 over five, five years. years. And that was so, the same that he was going to get with the Cowboys, but the Cowboys wanted to put in some uh, extra language around suspensions, personal conduct, that sort of stuff. And uh, so yeah. he went to where weed was legal, I think. Yeah, there you go. Um, but you know, so it, I wonder how much of this was the Broncos deciding that Gregory was their guy over Vaughn, ultimately, especially at that price. Um, you know, 70 over five is, you know, and it's fully guaranteed. Looks like it was 18 at signing. Um, 
looks like maybe 28 total guaranteed. Does that look right to you? 30, 30, 30 fully yeah. guaranteed. 30 fully so, guaranteed. Well, I think, t- I think 2 million is roster bonus. So yeah, 28, but no, I mean, three years younger and has the, you know, lesser price tag, right? I mean, we're talking a $50 million difference over one extra year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it makes sense for Denver, especially as they're, they're going to run back this season with Russ on his current deal, but I'd imagine they're going to rip that up fairly soon. And um, Russ will be paid handsomely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, interesting situation. Um, I, it felt like it came out of nowhere, right? Like you probably didn't expect the bills to be all that aggressive in free agency and to throw that big of a number at a pretty big name, um, surprised me. Yep. Um, another big name that, uh, came out today, kind of out of left field, but the, the Titans are cutting Julio Jones a year after giving up a second and a fourth for him. It saves them. And to be clear, the second is this year. So they're essentially cutting somebody that won't be on their team and giving up a second round draft pick this year for that. Yeah. And it, it saves them. uh, It's going to save them around $9 million. Uh, He is a post June one cut designation. So he is free to um, find a new team, but, they don't get all of that cap relief until after June 1st. So, uh, but I was just frankly shocked. I know he didn't, he was hurt last year, which, you know, at his age and all that stuff is always going to be an issue for him. But um, to move on from that so quickly was a a surprising move to me. Do you think it was the right move really for them? I... with their cap situation right now um they they were right up against it so i can somewhat see it but uh, who uh, that was just a failed front office decision at that point you went all in trying to get julio to compete last year and now your tail between the legs saying that did not work out what do you have at this point right like he's gonna count nine million dead against the cap Tannehill proved that without him, he's not a superior quarterback. You only have um, AJ Brown left. I, I just I don't know what you do at this point. Like this to me, this is kind of the downfall of the Titans. If the Colts actually had a quarterback, I would say that they were in trouble. But you've got the Colts with no quarterback, the Texans with no quarterback, and the Jaguars paying uh christian captain kirk 84 million dollars so um the division's open and if they can if they can get somebody in um they can they can compete again but i think they've shown that Tannehill's not their guy right now yeah. so i i just he's not taking them to the next level anyway right yeah um so i i don't know that that division's got to be the worst in the nfl at this point right well maybe it's mm-hmm. still a decent division but once deshaun watson gets traded then it's the worst division yeah that's probably true i mean the nfc east is still pretty bad but i i think i think the afc south takes it for sure yeah uh all right so there's still a pretty decent list of guys that remain unsigned right now is there anyone that surprises you that 
is available that hasn't signed a deal, especially with some of these lesser players like hey, Christian I, Kirk getting a big deal. Yeah, no, I think I think those types of deals are what screwed everything over because I would have said Allen Robinson, quite frankly, mm-hmm. but I don't know what his value is at this point if Kirk's getting 17 and a half million a year. Like, how do you have that discussion? The Browns just gave up a fifth round pick for Amari Cooper at a $20 million mm-hmm. hit. Like, the, Allen's mm-hmm. not going to get $27 million on the free agent market right now. Um, so uh, the wider, the entire wide receiver position to me is kind of out. Like, I think it needs to reset with one more signing before the top tier guys go. Um, even DJ Chark getting $10 million seems a little aggressive based on his output last year. Um, mm-hmm. I would say I can't be surprised by any because any of the top tier guys I think are still feeling out where they can make the most money. I'm most excited for Matthew. I was, I I almost texted you earlier. I was just like, can you imagine Matthew on the 49ers? Like how fun would that be? And then I was like, can you imagine Matthew on any team? How fun that would be. I just love the guy's energy and just how much passion he has. So wherever he wants to go, that's the signing that I think that's left that I'm most interested in. Um, Pray not the Chiefs. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I love Tyron Matthew. I'm very much hoping the Bears have a spot open at safety. Would love to see them throw some money at him. Um, Can we, I want to talk about Allen Robinson for a second here. I always always am in favor of players betting on themselves um the situation that has played out over the last year has really fucked him um you know i it's tough to know too like how much is actually true and whatever how much is made up because there are so many reports coming out now about how terribly naggy handled a lot of situations one of them with robinson and um pace you know who knows that relationship was so frayed, but essentially he plays on the tag last year plays like shit. And I, I, I know there's a lot of circumstances involved in that, but he very clearly by the end of the season had quit. I mean, plenty of plays that it looked like he was just taking them off. And when you look at this market now, you know, Chris Godwin is at 20 mil a year. That's probably his ceiling, right? And that's what he was asking the Bears for previously. And I don't think he gets that now based on what we're looking at. And it's it's a tough situation. Like the teams that were looking at him, the Lions were one. Um, they, they went out and got Chark, gave Chark $10 million. Um, Probably doesn't stop them, I would guess, from going after Robinson still, but it's less likely. The Jags were the other one, and they just went out and gave a bunch of money to Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. They're not going to give Allen Robinson more than Christian Kirk is making per year, I would Mm -hmm. assume. So they're out. And I know there's other teams involved, like the Patriots and... um, you know, there's talk that maybe he he could come back to the Bears now with new management. I don't know. But, like, he might have to play on another short-term deal, right? And just try to get back to the market. He has to, and that, and that means he has to go to a competitive team. The one I have earmarked for him right now is the Raiders at this point. Um, Raiders or Colts, I just, with the Colts not having quarterback, he's not going to rebuild his value. 
there right now. Panthers are too undecided. Um, it may be an opportunity where he signs low with the Cowboys. That's the only other option I really see for him and say, mm -hmm. okay, I'll take a below market deal and know that we're going to be in an explosive offense because that's just how they like to, how they like to roll around Dallas. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough for him. I, I agree with you. I like players betting on themselves and ultimately you have to have the effort there if you're going to bet on yourself. And I can completely understand how it's difficult to do that with Nagy basically sabotaging the team for the bears. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You mentioned the Patriots. I don't see him on the Patriots at all. Just too much money. That's not what they, they're going to draft another first round bust at wide receiver. That's what they like to do. Um, they don't like to ultimately pay money at that position. Belichick will take one look. There's one play in particular that sticks in my mind with Robinson this year where fields broke out of the pocket was running down the left sideline. And if Robinson just gives half of a shit on a downfield block, fields probably scores like a 40 yard rushing touchdown. And oh, it was against, yeah. it was against the Packers and he completely pulled up fields had to run out of bounds. It ended up being like a 17 yard gain. And my first thought, because the, the Patriots have been mentioned with Robinson for over a year since all this has gone on. My first thought was, yeah, Bill Belichick seeing that play and going, Nope. Um, so it, I feel for the guy, but his situation has turned out really bad uh, considering what he was possibly looking at, you know, two years ago here, a year and a half ago. Um, the, Most the ironic other... will be him going back to the Steelers or going to the Steelers and playing with Mitch Trubisky again. That would be, that would be fun. <laughs> There's no fucking way. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he could do it. Um <laughs> the uh, the one last name that stands out to me so you mentioned tyron matthew alan robinson but the the last name is uh teron armstead and I, I know injury concerns are there but premier position very very good player um and i'm a little shocked honestly that he hasn't been um signed quite yet e even on a maybe shorter term um, you know, higher AAV deal or something. Um, I'm just, I'm a little surprised there, but th there's still some really good players out. Um, and we'll, we'll see how that sort of wraps up in the next few days. I'm surprised other than the lack of competition at that position for a premier tackle. Uh, so I think that he's willing to feel it out because he doesn't feel like he's going to be usurped. He's not going to get something that resets the market or it destroys his value with a, you know, a low signing. He just, right. at that point, you play, you pay a premium and he's going to hold out to see um, he gets where he can make, where he can make the most money. Right. It's not a, it's not an oversaturated market like wide receiver right now, right? Like you've got Jarvis Landry out there. Now you've got Julio Jones out there, uh, mm -hmm. Odell Beckham, Allen Robinson that we just discussed, right? Like it just, the market is different there. And I feel like he wants to bide his time. Yep. Agreed. All right. I think that's the majority of the big moves here. Uh, we haven't really gotten into the Rogers deal all that much, although if I'm being completely honest with you, it, it confuses the hell out of me. <laughs> um, just looking at it. So he's playing under his current contract for this year. Is that right? Yes. And then it, the new deal kicks in. Um, 
you know, es essentially it's like, well, sorry, I want to, say, he, re he reduced, he did reduce his cap this year. I don't think he changed his total money for this year, but he did drop his cap from like 40 to 28. Okay. Um, looking at the numbers of this deal, they're just fucking wild. And, um, you know, it goes technically to his age 43 season. Um, who knows if he'll get there, but I mean, he's, <laughs> his dead money hit this is these are the things that crack me up if they cut him after next season they take a 100 million dollar dead cap hit if they cut him after 2023 it's still 68 million dollars um if they cut him after 2024 45 million dollars like these dead cap hits are massive and I get what I get that the Packers had to do it right. Um, you have a roster that's largely built to win. Now the NFC is very winnable. Aaron Rodgers back-to-back -back MVP probably gives you the best chance to continue uh, your dominance of the NFC North. All these things. This contract is fucking them for the next few years. No, and... it's fucking Jordan Love for the next few years because he's <laughs> saying no matter what you want to do. I'm the starting quarterback, bitch. Yeah. The, technically, this contract has fucked Jordan Love since he was drafted and it was even written. So <laughs> uh, this, this deal fucks Jordan very hard. But, um, you know, Devontae Adams right now, apparently the Packers offered him a deal around Christian Kirk level money and he declined it, says he won't play on the tag. We'll see how that ultimately plays out. Um do you think Devontae Adams is actually liable to leave or hold out because they won't give him his money because all of his money is now Aaron's money? Sorry, I need to regroup. We just talked about Kirk, Christian Kirk getting $17.5 million again. And it just like, like it, every single time I hear that number, it just it, it fucks with me a little bit. Um, I he's going to play there. He knows that Aaron Rodgers is his best chance to succeed. I think he's one that will ultimately play under the franchise tag because he doesn't want to lose a year of his value. There's not the life expectancy at the wide receiver position that there is for a quarterback, right? And mm -hmm. you can do nothing more to build your value than be Devonte Adams with Aaron Rodgers. He's 30. You're not sitting out that year playing hardball and i think it's similar to what green bay did uh, we don't give uh good or whatever uh aaron Rodgers calls him um the credit but i think he sees that you know there's some leverage that's lost in all of this and if he sits out this year uh, he might sign a good one or two year contract next year but he's not going to build his value anywhere near where he would be just playing with rogers yeah, I, I think I largely agree with you. It, he has been very disrespected through this process, though, ultimately. And, um, you know, receivers are, <laughs> they take that stuff hard. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I, you, you Aaron, uh, you know, I don't like to throw the D word around. Okay, <laughs> but maybe a little bit. It's um, just just looking at the cap numbers though real quick to jump in it's tough i mean he's 
already the fourth largest cap number just on the franchise tag. Like this is kind of the ceiling for yeah. a wide receiver. So short of tying him to Rogers for the next three years where he's uncuttable, uh, there's not a whole lot that the Packers can really throw his way. Right. I mean, we saw Hopkins got what up to 25, $27 million in as, as his max cap number. And that's just not a great way to build a team committing that much of your cap to one position where they touch the ball maybe a hundred times a year if you're if you're lucky and um they're also fragile right like he's missed two games last year he missed a couple games the year before uh that's just a lot of impact to play on a per basically a per play basis right if you think about them getting a hundred hundred receptions that's two hundred thousand dollars a catch yeah well and even if they make it work and extend him and push some of that money out. Um, I mean, wh- what does that do to your roster, right? Like there's only so many of those types of deals that you can make. And Rogers deal is fucking massive. So um, wait, it's, it's team friendly. I thought I thought Rogers said it was team friendly. Totally team friendly. Yeah. Just oh, okay. ask Aaron Rogers agent. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's oof, boy. Um Feel for Devontae Adams because trust me, if any receiver is worth the amount of money that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is signed for and, uh, you know, it's Devontae Adams. He deserves to be in that conversation. I, it's not happening in Green Bay. And it, unfortunately, because of the franchise tag, they hold, you know, his rights in that power. So he has to deal with it. All right. I, I think that covers the majority of the big news. Um, is there anything we missed here? Any last shots you want to get in before we close out? There's two things. Um, one was unexpected. Uh, so Devontae Adams is 30 years old. His career earnings are only $82 million. He just did not make money in the early part of his career. Um, yeah, maximum cap number before this was 17 million. Um, so uh, tough for him. And the one thing that I did want to bring up, didn't want to squeeze in and cut you off. Um, but you did bring up Taysom Hill, uh, top 20 QB money for Taysom Hill. And the saints are still looking for a quarterback. Uh, he slots in just behind Josh Allen and just ahead of Kyler Murray on the cap hit assuming Kyler Murray doesn't get paid before the draft like he wants to good lord I you know the Saints you give them credit for how they've structured deals that allows them to continue to stay cap compliant and all this stuff that's one particular player and deal that is just I mean get rid of Taysom Hill and your job well, then you don't get Sean Payton back. That's the problem. You got to keep Taysom so that Payton comes back next year. Package deal. Package deal. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I do also love that uh, Josh McDaniels is going after Brandon Bolden because why doesn't everybody just take the Patriot way? It's been successful for a long time. Um, never anywhere else, but you, know, you want to do that. And yeah. then last shout out is uh, for Andrew Whitworth. Fantastic career. So happy that he got to um, finally go out with the Super Bowl and of all things against his uh, former team. Former team. Gave, Very cool. Yeah, so much, uh, again, blood, sweat, and tears. Um, and it was after winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Can't, like, he is, he is 
the epitome of what you hope that your idols are. And uh, I want him to come back selfishly, but I mean, damn, he's old yeah. and he's still in the trenches. Like it's different being old in the trenches than it is being old uh, behind the trenches like uh, Tom Brady is where you just, you know, lay down if some something starts coming after you. It, it's true. But when you're that big and, you know, just that good, I mean, th those guys that play that long, obviously their technique is amazing and everything. I, I mean, we saw Jason Peters do the same, you know, not yep. to the same level, but Jason Peters played pretty well for the Bears this year at 39 years old, literally coming off a boat to sign a deal. Right. Um, <laughs> so something, something about those big tackles, right? They're just like, all right, fuck it. Let's go like strap up. Uh, but yes, congratulations on a great career to Andrew Whitworth for sure. And yeah, uh, that'll do it for us. So thanks for listening, everybody. Happy New Year. And we will bring you any news that comes down here. Um, you know, if the Watson deal, I was going to say, is consummated, um, although that feels inappropriate um but if the watson deal goes through um you know we'll obviously fill you in on our thoughts there but well, at least you use consummated instead of consensual because that consensual. was a real hang up yeah um who, who ultimately play, pays the break lease fee for uh at home with baker mayfield is it baker or progressive Ooh, progressive is probably um yeah <laughs> What, what do you think that that marketing team is sitting there doing right now? What are they hoping happens? Uh, hoping he retires. And then they're just like, okay, well, at least we know where home is right now. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, we will update you on Baker as well. Uh, so don't worry about that. But thanks for listening, everybody. Happy New Year. And we will talk to you later.